Hey, what's going on, my friends? It's Dave Sharp. Welcome to Wake Up Legendary. And my friends, we have, you guessed it, yet another amazing guest. A former esthetician is launching her digital marketing business, has launched. We're going to talk about what that process has been like for her. And she went ahead and take quitting off the table. It's not an option for her, she says. We're going to hear all about that. Uh, if you're new and you want a text message reminder in the morning when we go live, so you can just click a little simple link and come on over here and watch the show live on Facebook every morning, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Yes, we do the show live Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. You can text WUL to 813-296-855. That might be my text message reminder. Let's see, is it? Sure is. I just got it. I just got mine. Look at that. Now that I've got my text message reminder, I'm going to silence my phone, eliminate all distractions. Text WUL to 813-296-8553. And if any time throughout the show you want to get started with the 15-day challenge, business blueprints, mastermind, go to legendarymarketer.com forward slash enroll. With that being said, can't wait to talk to my guest today. Says she's had a goal of being on this show uh, since the very beginning. We'll hear about when the beginning was, what that was like. Let's start uh, now by welcoming her to the Wake Up Legendary, Legendary Marketer stage. Drum roll, please. Mitra, welcome to the show. Hi, Dave. How are you? Was it, is it everything you thought it would be? <laughs> yes, Absolutely. <laughs> So uh, the only thing we had, uh, the only words we exchanged backstage before we went live was that you had the goal of getting on this show. Tell me about that. Um, it, it was from the beginning that I uh, basically started watching Wake Up Legendary. That was obviously after I um, enrolled in the 15-day challenge. Um, and that was a long time ago, but I told myself I'm going to be on this show. And the day a few weeks ago when I was, um, I was actually, my, my phone was on a tripod. I was about to shoot a video. And um, when I got that email from you, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I just, I was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here we are. How's it feel to be here? And and when you look back at your journey of how far you've come since you started, how did, how does just that initial feeling and uh, how do you feel on a regular basis uh, knowing that you've launched and, and are well on your way to building a business? Um, I have to say it, it, it feels amazing. And sometimes I can't even believe it myself that I did it. Hmm. Like I got it done because Along the way, you know, we, you always talk about it. I always hear it from people. People always hear it. The imposter syndrome, the limiting beliefs, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but for, for me to actually do it, get it done day after year, after, after day, after day, after day, fighting those, uh, those beliefs and um, fighting the process, uh, the roadblocks, overcoming those, and just finally being here it's uh i don't know it sometimes feels unreal mm. like actually doing it 
So what was your specific imposter syndrome? Um, it's, you know, um, it, it goes back way to um, when I started, when I actually came across the very first time, when I came across the um, 15 day challenge and how basically I found you guys. And uh, during that time, the very first time I came across this, it was June of 2022. Uh, yeah. And I just had stopped working because of a work injury. So I was working a decade as an esthetician and um, I had a work injury and I just had stopped working. And I was on, um, you know, Facebook. I came across a guy talking about it and, uh, and uh, you know, like talking about like the, the ways to basically make money, uh, make money online and, uh, you know, and I watched his videos and he was like my, almost my dad's age and, and he's talking about this. And that, that was the very first time that my, <laughs> that was, yes, that was the very first time my eyes got open to the whole idea of making money online. Like this is possible. This, this is what's, actually people do this is legit uh because you know i for me it was always i i come you know i've always seen i was raised and seeing people like if you want to get if you want to make money you go get a job and if you want to make more money you get a second job or you work more hours that's it that's the solution and to me seeing that i was like okay well there are other you know other ways and uh but but you know you it's like it's like you always feel like i don't think i can do this though i i don't think i'm good enough to do this i don't think this is possible yes everything i'm saying it looks good it feels really good it sounds good but i don't think i can do that and i think the biggest like you said the biggest imposter syndrome i had was when i stopped working and, you know, I, my days were filled with going to doctor appointments, physical therapy. And, you know, I didn't know if I had to do surgery. I ended up going to do a surgery. And again, you know, being in pain 24-7, um, it took me into a really dark place, um, depression, um, anxiety. And I was, like, depressed. Um, and I was in a really bad, dark place because I felt like my identity was taken away from me. And I didn't know if I can get my job back. I didn't know what is my next step. And I just, I didn't just lost my job. I feel like I lost my identity and I lost my confidence. I was really confident in my job. I was, you know, I was really active. I was, you know, training people and going to different locations. Like I was really active with, um, it was a franchisee that I would travel to different places. And but all of that was taken away from me. And at, at, at that time, I didn't know who I was anymore. And to me, go from there to a start this and believe, believe in myself that, you know what, this is my next step. I, I can do this. Why not me? It, um, you know, it was, it was really hard to constantly um, fight those, those beliefs. And 
I always had one person at any stage of my life that I was always told, you can do this. You know how to do this. And when you start something like this, you have to fight all those voices in your head. You have to fight all those limiting beliefs, all that imposter syndrome that, no, I can do this. I, I, I can do this. I got this. Um, I have what it takes. And uh, so here I am. Beautiful. Beautiful. And it's fascinating how sometimes a uh, curse turns into a gift, you know? Um, oh, absolutely. You know, a work injury from a career that you were busy with and maybe you loved. It sounds like you loved it. Um, absolutely. You know, and, uh, you know, it, it was the catalyst. The challenge was you were sort of at a dark place. You were at a low point. And so you had injury, you had physical pain, you know, for those just coming on, she had a work injury and, um, you know, probably spending a little bit more time on Facebook, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. Come across some older gentleman, you know, the yes. age of your father, uh, yes. talking about ways to make money online. And it's, it's like, wow, this sounds like maybe it's a good fit for me right now in my life. Uh, maybe this is something. Yes. I could do to bring in money. And wow, I don't feel my best. Yeah. I don't feel my best mentally or physically. Yeah. And so I've yeah. got these additional bit, you know, these additional mountains that I need to climb when I'm already not strong right now. And so, yeah. you know, who does really want to change their life when life is going great? So yeah, that's absolutely that's the ironic part about doing something new is that if life is going great, most people are pretty complacent. If they have a job, they just kind of go to the job. They, they, they whine and moan and complain about it. They don't, they don't like it. They know there's not enough money, but it, it it's, they don't want to cause waves. They don't want to create yeah. waves. They, they don't want to quit you know, so, and, and they're not really that motivated to go look for something else because, well, I've, I've got something here. Yeah. But all of a sudden, if you lose something or something happens or, you know, in some cases, some of you might see a video or an ad or, or start following a YouTube channel or start following somebody online who's talking about, you know, making money online, having more freedom. Maybe that does irk you. But still, yeah. it takes at the beginning an unbelievable amount. And I know this is big with you, an unbelievable amount of um, accountability, consistency, and discipline. This is some of the things that you talked about in your uh, questionnaire when we sent you a few questions just to get to know you a little bit more than just looking at your videos. And, and you know, of course, this show is a great opportunity for us to really have a long-form conversation and hear all of the ups and downs which we're hearing right now. But what, I mean... Talk to us about some of the additional things that you've realized that it takes above and beyond having the ability to be able to overcome and, and get yourself up and, and motivated and going in the first place and actually putting one foot in front of the other. 
Talk to us about this accountability, about this consistency, and about this discipline piece. What is what do those things mean to you, and how do they apply to this? Um, you know, because so I told you a little bit about the time frame. Like I like I said, I came across Legendary the very first time. Um, it was June of 2020, 2022, sorry. And, uh, you know, and I basically saw that I saw the guy another time um, talking about uh, affiliate marketing. I had no clue. I've never even heard the term affiliate marketing. Um, so I had to basically sit and Google it. And uh, if I want to go fast forward, I couldn't start my business because I was on a my job basically sent me home to go to doctor appointments and fix this. I couldn't start anything else. I had to go to my doctor appointments and physical therapy and occupational therapy, massage therapy. I mean, you name it, I was going to x-rays and MRIs. And, and during that, that whole time that I was listening to wake up legendaries every morning, I was going through the 15 day challenge, the blueprint. Like I, I kept myself in the community because I didn't want to disconnect. But at the same time, it's like deep down, I had a hope that I could go back to my job because like you said, I really love this. And, and the day that I had to decide whether I have to, I can go back to my job or I basically start this, it was after my surgery, after recovery, after pain management, and I got a, you know, they sent me a letter and I had to sign that paper whether I accept a position for $16 an hour. And I just couldn't believe I got treated like that. So I, and that day I was like, I'm gonna sign this and I'm gonna refuse this position and I'm gonna put my back against the wall and I launched my business the next day. And, and that was for me a biggest like bet I took on myself to actually do this. Um, but during that time, I listened to a lot of people on social media. I listened to a lot of people, you know, um, talking negative, talking bad, um, uh, talking that you know the course doesn't work i watched a lot of those videos and and for me you know i i it's like i i deep down knew it that i'm serious about this but i really wanted to know what is going on and i digged deep and i was like okay i have to get to the bottom of this and i really have to really want to know what are, what is this what are people talking about what does it take and every single time I have to be honest Dave I figured out people make an unrealistic goal in an unrealistic time frame for themselves and when they don't get to that it is so easy for them to blame someone or something and <laughs> I mean, you know, we always say when you're pointing to something, you have like four fingers back at you. 
So, and it, <laughs> and it was, and, and for me, you know, yes, my journey started really slow and it was a lot easier for me to blame, find something or someone to blame it on and join those people because it's a lot easier because a lot of people actually listen to those negative, um, you know, um, videos and people, you know, those kind of people that they're talking negative and no, this is not possible. This is too good to be true or that kind of stuff. And the moment I, it's like I, 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 I stopped blaming any someone or something. And I was like, okay, whatever is going on in my life right now, I have to take responsibility and I have to hold myself accountable. And once I did that, I want to say everything changed. Like, that's it. You just hold yourself. <laughs> you just hold yourself accountable for whatever you are in life, in, in life, wh wherever you are, whatever your situation is. Um, it doesn't matter if you want to gain weight, you want to lose weight, you want to start a business, you want to become more successful, you want to have a better relationship, you want to whatever it is. Once you start holding yourself accountable, everything changed. And I think I've done this, you know, on a surface level in my life. Diaz said, throw the desk. <laughs> I think I've done this on a surface level in my life, but I really didn't do it a hundred percent. Like actually holding myself accountable that it is nobody's fault. It is nothing's fault. It is me. And I knew it that, I'm sorry my language, but I knew it. I sucked at it in the beginning. I did not even have, like I had one uh, Facebook profile, which I think everybody has it from a jillion years ago. And, you know, my brother sometimes told me, Mitra, please just change that profile picture. It doesn't even look like you. Like, I am not a social media person. Like, I am not at all. I am really social and outgoing in person. But when it comes to social media, I am the most unsocial person that you have probably seen. Like, I don't post pictures. I don't post videos. I don't even take pictures of myself to post on social media or food. I didn't even have a personal Instagram account. I didn't, I did not even know what TikTok was and people laugh at me, but I'm like, I'm serious. I had to ask one of my coworkers what TikTok was and she had to explain it to me. And she was like, it's an app that people post videos. And I was like, okay. And then what? She was like, you just go watch. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Okay, and then what happens? And she was like, Mitra, what do you mean what happens? Like, it's a video. Like, you know, it's just an app people... And I'm, and I'm like, videos of what? She's like, whatever. Like, whatever. You can find whatever. And I'm like, so what's the point? What is the point of sitting and watching? Like, I was that unfamiliar with social media. Like, I did not have any experience... I didn't know what a post is, what a reel is, what a story is like. I had no clue. And I'm like, I'm that, I was that grandpa 
that always thought these people on social media, they're a bunch of teenagers that they're dancing in front of the camera and they don't have anything better to do with their life. And after I started the training, I realized that it's actually me not having anything to do with my life other than going to a nine to five to break my body. <laughs> and those people actually, <laughs> I mean, I gotta be honest. I felt like, I felt like I was the hardworking person and I'm going to work every day and I'm breaking my body and cause my job was really physical and I'm not afraid of hard work. I, I mean, since the, since the day I immigrated to the U S I've, I mean, you name it, I've done it. And so I'm not afraid of hard work, but you know, I, that was my idea of social media. I didn't know. I didn't know those people are actually making money. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like the, this whole time I thought I'm the good person working 12 days in a row without a day off and working double shifts, working 14 hours a day and breaking my body. I, I, guess, I guess I'm the one not having anything to do better with my life doing this. <laughs> and, and, you know, for a person like that to turn into social media and actually make this, their her business and learn everything i had to accept the fact that you know i had to hold myself myself accountable i knew in the beginning my my all of my videos sucked i didn't know how to talk in front of the camera like i didn't know how to pull up my camera and hit the record button and actually talk and i was paralyzed and, you know, and, and when I'm at this stage, I cannot expect to see extraordinary results because I'm not doing anything extraordinary. I'm not changing anything to see a change. It's like I always say it. If, you know, you keep doing the same recipe and your muffins doesn't turn out good, well, you got to change something. You could, maybe you are putting too much flour or too many eggs or too much sugar. You, if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the keep getting the same result. So and I, and, and that's what I, I also try to put it on my videos. I also try to, um, you know, talk to people really honest and leave them voice messages in my DMs and tell them that, you know, like I have a lot of people, Dave, that they reach out to me in my DMs and they say, but does the course really work? And, and sometimes I'm like, sometimes I'm having one of those days and I'm like, no, the course doesn't work. Not at all. Who said the course works? You have to do the work. Like, what do you mean the course works? Like, like, it's, but it's really amazing. I mean, when you think about it, it's really amazing because I, 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 I what I don't understand is why people not they don't have this question about their college degree like i i mean don't get me wrong i i went to college like back home that's when i finished my high school and all my education there you know that was before even i immigrated to the us and i went um i got my graphic design degree and i graduated college and i got out and i didn't do anything with my with my degree because nowhere hired me as a brand new graphic designer out of college. And so I got frustrated and I got another job in a totally different industry and area. And, 
you know, so I didn't do anything with my degree. And, and that's what I always tell people. I'm like, when you go to college and when you get a degree, do you come out and you are guaranteed a job with a certain pay? Like, mm. no. What makes you think this is different? What makes you think that does the course work? No, the course doesn't have hands and legs. You have. <laughs> arms and legs you have to do the work meaning you have to physically get up and actually actually <laughs> a lot of hat throws that means you have to actually <laughs> that's a new that's a new one there's a new one um so yeah, I guess, you know, and and that's what I always try to put it in my videos, try to be super honest, transparent with people in my DMs. I leave them voice messages and I'm like, listen, let me be honest with you. I have never, ever seen anybody that puts the work, stay consistent and disciplined and show up and not get the results. Because my whole life, I have to be honest, my whole life, I thought it's the motivation that gets me going. Like, I always have to keep myself motivated. Starting this business, I realized motivation does not get me anywhere. And it's the consistency and it's the discipline that gets me to wherever, like I said, wherever I want to be, whatever the goal is. And for people the goals are different for me my first goal was to have a normal conversation with a person in my dms and not feel awkward and uh you know like not sound like a robot or act normal like try to be social like that's what that's my first goal was to to learn social media to learn how to be social on social media because i have to be honest i didn't like i said i wasn't even that person that would like any pictures or comment on any pictures i always thought these are pointless like this is pointless why, why do i waste my time to post and comment and like a bunch of photos and and uh you know but but showing up for your business every day no matter of the results no matter um if you see any if you see any results it's like day after day after day after day all the effort all the energy all the consistency they pile up and then they get you to your results but you have to go through that nobody can does it for you it's the same thing that i went to college they taught me skills and softwares and everything to you know like photography everything to become a graphic designer but they can't come and practice that for me. You know, like I have to go get a job and practice those skills over and over and over and over again till I become a great graphic designer. And I felt this is the same thing. Like everything you teach in the blueprints, the fishing formula, the um, mm, copywriting skills and all that kind of stuff, especially for a person that, for me that English is not my first language, like it is extra hard because like I had to really practice copywriting. I had to really practice talking. It's easy for me when I'm talking to you right now, but as soon as I pull up the camera and I hit that 
record button, it's like I'm just, it's like my mouth is paralyzed. I can't even say a word. I can't even, and I'm constantly questioning the way I sound, the way I'm pronouncing things, and you know, it's like a lot of things. But like I said, it's you have to do it. You have to keep doing it. You have to stay consistent. You have to detach yourself from your results and to get to those days that you get the results. And there is no way to skip this process and no one can do it for you. You just have to do it yourself. And uh, I guess that was, that was like the consistency and discipline was for me that no matter of how I feel, because I mean, let me be honest, I, I had a lot of those days where I didn't want to do the work. I, I, I thought I can't do this. I'm wasting my time. I'm, you know, and I would always talk to my partner and I'm like, babe, do you think I can do this? And God bless him since day one, he was like, oh yeah, you got this. You can do this. Yeah, you got this. Like he his believed in me What's his since name? day one, Scott. Shout out to Scott. <laughs> Even the days that I didn't believe in myself, he believed in me. And he was like, oh yeah, you can do this. You got this. Uh, but that is the discipline to me that you still show up, you still show up and put the work and detach yourself from the results. And I remember I made a video about this and it actually was well received from people. And I said, you know, it's if you are one of those people that you get up in the morning and no matter of how you feel, like if you feel like, you know, if you're sick, if you have a stomachache, if you have a headache, if you have a cold, if you don't feel like going to work, but you still show up to work, you still go to work, you still clock in, you still work eight hours. You're doing that for someone else's business. Why are you, why can't you do this for yourself? And if you can do this for someone else, then that means you have the discipline to do it for someone else. You have to have the discipline to do it for yourself for your business. And that was for me, that was the consistency and discipline for me. Wow. That, that, that's a, that's, that's a master class. The last, how many ever minutes since I asked that question was an absolute unadulterated, unequivocal master class on mindset on attitude and on what it takes to be successful and we could cut that up and and just give that to people those of you who listened to that live had the 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 privilege to to listen to mitra say everything that she said here live to hear it first with your own ears to see her saying it with your own eyes was a gift was an absolute unadulterated gift. And I've may in my 13 or 14 years or how many, however long I've been doing this may have never heard it put so powerfully and so clearly, so funny. The course doesn't work. It doesn't have arms and legs. You do the work. I mean, come on, that, that is going down in the legendary hall of fame that may become a new disclaimer that we use across all of our websites. Um, in, in, I'm just, 
Mitra, I am blown away by uh, your honesty. And I also am understanding and realizing, listening to you, that you've you're, you've walked your walk. I mean, you glossed over the point that you're an immigrant, that English is not your first language. And so to really think about, and I believe you said in your questionnaire that we asked you, you immigrated in 2010? Yes. So you've been here only for 14 years. You spent your entire childhood and, and young adult life in, in another country. I would, I would assume your homeland, yes. which is where? Yes. Iran. I'm Persian. Huh. I, I mean, <laughs> let's just have a, let's just all take that in for a second. I mean, just to even, I, I, my mind is blown right now by what you've overcome and how real you are about it. Um, you're, you're right. We don't ask those questions about our college degrees. Uh, we don't, we don't ask those questions in other areas of our lives. We just blindly go into things. We, we just take other people's opinions or what they say. We just, and as you said, people who are, leaving negative reviews out on the internet about us and, and, and anything else that requires work that that's, that's out of the box. That's out of the norm. There's always a large group of people who commiserate together and who attract yeah. other people to them with negativity and with focusing on all the things that are, are, are hard about it or might not be, something that's handed to you or might they might feel is unfair. And the reality is, is that life isn't fair. You nailed it. If you set unrealistic expectations and those expectations don't get met, then you were unfair to yourself. You didn't give yourself a, a fair shot. And that's not anybody else's fault. That's your fault because as an adult, it's your responsibility to take a, a, a good assessment, to do your due diligence, and to go into something eyes wide open. Nobody ever goes into your pocket, and it, unless you're being robbed, and says, give me your credit card, put it into this, and spend a bunch of time doing something that you don't want to do. You go into it looking to get rich quick, or you go yeah. into it looking to have a miracle result with your weight loss. Or you go into it looking to have a miracle result with your whatever it is. And when that miracle result doesn't happen with little to no work, now all of a sudden it becomes somebody else's fault. And it's so easy for us to go into victim stance. And I'm sure that you see, I, I don't know how it was in, in, uh, in, in your native country, but here, the America, the media... Our society loves to make victims out of our civilians, out of our out of our people. We love to, and, 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 and it's just, it's a message that we get everywhere is you're a victim. You know, from the commercials about the lawyers, are you injured? You may be entitled to a big payout. It's like, and now all of a sudden, somebody wasn't even thinking about that. They were just thinking about, 
going and getting well, getting, and now all of a sudden I'm thinking about, can I get a big payout? You know, maybe, you know, maybe, you know, the government talks to us in this way that makes us feel like victims, like we're helpless, you know, like there's nothing that we can do for ourselves. We need to rely on them. Um, and, uh, you know, it's an issue. I, 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 I wildly respect your, your journey and you really illustrated clearly what you've had to overcome, but also how you've gone into this with such eyes wide open with such a realistic, um, perspective. So talk to us about the journey since, you know, launching, because we've got an, we've got an idea of your timeline back in June or whatever of 2022, you first discovered us. Um, you didn't take the challenge until May of 2023, if I'm correct so far. Is that right? No, I took the challenge same June 2020. Okay. And, and then you launched in May of 2023. Yes. Yes. I launched in end of May, almost June of last year. If you could go back and do that, because that's May, June, that's a year. Now, obviously, yeah. you were dealing with some injury and you were dealing with yes. some personal issues. Yes. Still, is there anything that you could pinpoint and summarize that if you could do it all over again, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently? Do you want me to talk for another 10 minutes or in one sentence? We're here for it. <laughs> In one sentence, if I want to say it, I, it's easy for, it's easy to say it now. Um, but if, you know, but if I want to say it, summarize it in one sentence, I would say, I would do the scariest thing that I would do the, the thing that was so scary to me back then in the beginning. So you're saying that you would run, run to the fear instead of avoiding it. And what yes. was the scariest thing for you? Um, so like I said, during, during that whole year that I, you know, I went through the challenge, I went through the blueprints and all that, but I couldn't launch my business. I, you know, I was really in a dark place, I said that. And I was also doing a lot of therapy. Um, like I did a lot of therapy during that year. Um, and I had to like dig my, dug my childhood and bring it up to the front and put it in front of me and actually deal with it. And I had to go through a lot of stuff because the 24 seven hour pain put you in a really bad place. Like if you have a pain that does not leave you alone for 24 seven for like, you know, over a year, like it really takes you to a really bad place. And um, when I started, like I said, at the end, like I couldn't believe how I was treated um, from my job, from the job that I poured my heart and soul into. And, uh, and I was really angry. I was frustrated that someone else 
controls my future. Someone else controls my paycheck. And they have that power. And so when I started, I, you know, I started my business, but I didn't have my voice. I didn't have my, I didn't have any confidence, especially for me as a person that I was, I was working since I was 19. So it's like I was going to college back home and I was working and I moved to the state. And since, you know, very beginning, I started working and I, like I said, I was in the restaurants doing really low work and, you know, like I always worked. And then I went to college to get my statistician's license and I was working full time and going to a school full time. Like I was always working. And so when I basically sat home and I wasn't doing anything, I lost my confidence, my identity. And I, it's like, I didn't have a voice. I didn't know who I am anymore, but deep down, I knew it, what this education brought to my life and what it can bring to people's life. And I wanted to say it, but I was so scared because I thought if I really go like open and clear about it and actually say what I believe, like what, who I really am, like show who I really am and what is my standards and what I believe in, people are gonna come for my neck. Like, and the day that I, it was that day that I, it was a couple of months ago, I made a video and it's really funny because I made that video once. I didn't do any editing. I maybe chopped like two pieces of it. You know, the words that I'm saying, um, or reading or something like that. And I, I remember I was even showing it to my partner and he was like, Mishra, don't post this. And I was like, because this is exactly what I believe. People are going to even hate me and come for my neck and I'm going to be flooded with negative comments and they're like nasty comments or they're gonna love me for this, but this is my voice. This is what I truly believe in. And, and that was the scariest thing that I, I think I was trying to hide behind it. And I was trying to be likable, like to post this stuff and talk about the stuff so people always like it. Yeah. But that was not me, my voice, my message, my, video and my opinion was totally something else and i wanted to bring that to my video and i was and that day i was like you know what i'm fine if i lose followers i'm fine if people come for my neck i'm fine if i get like nasty negative comments i will deal with it but this is what i believe and the video is really funny because you have no idea how many people came back to my dms and they said mitra this is what I needed to hear. And they took actions. Mm. And, and I said it, and I just made the video about this. I said, what amazes me is people don't have any problem to go to, you know, like there is, like as soon as iPhone announced that there is a new phone, there is a mile long outside the door. People are waiting to get that brand new iPhone. Hmm. And they don't have any problem spending over a thousand dollar to get that iPhone. People have don't people don't have any problem to go and spend a couple of thousand dollars to get a 
brand, uh, you know, well-known brand like a purse or bag or, you know, whatever, like a piece of clothes and drop a couple of thousand dollars there to look rich. And they don't have any problem with that. Starbucks announces they have a new drink and people run to try that drink. And, and guess what? At the end, even if they don't like the drink, they're like, mm, it's okay. You know, I tried it. And what I'm telling you, like, this is a 15-day challenge that is only $7, and I learned a lot from it. And you're, like, you're thinking twice. I just, I just can't understand that. Like, like the, the skills that this training will show you, it, it is mind-blowing. You don't think twice when you are spending that much money over there. But when it comes to education, and I'm telling you this, you are thinking twice. You think twice. You think you are like hesitating, and you know. And this just amazes me that how come people don't think twice about that, or even just going to a restaurant because so and so their friends said, "Oh, this restaurant is nice," and then you go there, and then you know your dinner is a hundred, two hundred dollar, and you don't have any problem, even if you don't like the food. Like these are the things that I, it really amazes me that how people don't have any problem spending their money about that. And then when it comes to education and when it comes to something that they really have to put the work, they're really hesitant. And it's like, they are, you know, mm, I don't, I don't know, you know? So, but what I mean is like, this was really me. This was really who I am and my opinion and what I believe in. And I couldn't say it. I didn't know how to say it. I didn't have my voice. And, and I, you know, I always, you know, I heard it from people coming on the show during this whole time that I, you know, cause I'm a watcher. I watch the show every morning and, you know, like I heard it from other people that they say, um, I didn't have my voice. And this was before I found my voice, but I heard it from people saying, uh, you know, I found my voice. I, I didn't have my voice, I found it. And I'm listening to them and I'm like, what do you mean you found your voice? Like, did you misplace it somewhere? Like, you didn't know where did you put your voice? Like, what is going on here? Like, you know, like, what does that mean? You didn't have your voice. Like, what do you mean you're talking? I'm hearing you. But it was just that time and that video and that day that I experienced it mm. myself, that this, this is what they are talking about, to actually go out and post that video and talk about what exactly you think, what your opinion is, what your belief is, and show exactly who you are and try not to hide. And that was the scariest thing for me to do because like I said, I thought people are gonna come for me in and it just turned out to be the other way. And you know, because I was like I said, I was fine at that point. Cause I was like, you know, like people come to my DMs and, and they're like, Well, do I have to pay for the course? And I'm like, no honey, it's free. Like please just by all means take it. My you're my guest. Like it's on me. It's on the house. Like I mean what what it's really interesting to me that people come to me and they're like, well, I don't want to 
do this and I don't and I'm like if I have to sit and convince you that in order to start your online business you have to invest in your education and invest in your business like if I have to have that basic conversation with you that I have to convince you like I don't know what to say like because I feel like you really have to realize that part on your own and when you realize that then you can you know come and I can tell you yes you have to invest in your education you have to invest in your it's not it's investing in yourself and it it took me you know it took me a while I knew it. I lost my voice. I knew it. I'm not really showing who I am. But mm. like I said, I had to practice it to get to this point. Mm. And if I would have quit, I would have never got to this point. Yeah. Whew. Wow. Looking for other things to throw here. Tissue box. Um, unbelievable. You know, uh, I think if we were to take what you just said and say, what's the easiest way for me to see if this might be something that I can or want to do? It would be investing some time and potentially yeah. some money to, to learn a little bit of information don't yes. just ask people. This is one of the things that I've experienced in my life is people instead of, and they know I sell courses, they know all the information's in the video, but they want to talk to me. And this is one of the most mind boggling things to me is that people, instead of just going and clicking a link and watching a couple of videos and just seeing for themselves, they'll DM you, they'll do everything. They'll say, oh, and then they'll say, oh, they didn't get back to me. Must be a scam, right? When the simple directions are go watch the video and see for yourself. It's sort of like John's a jerk. Oh, yeah, he's a jerk. Yeah, let me just, hey, everybody, John's a jerk because Sally said John's, instead of going over there and yeah. talking to John and actually yeah, yeah. seeing yeah. if, if John's yeah. actually a jerk or if it's just something that Sally has an issue with with John. So, Go and actually watch, like, for example, the 15-day challenge. It's 15 videos, maybe a few more in there. There's some additional assignments and so forth, but it's 15 modules of content. It's not, it's not by any way, way shape, or form an, an, an insurmountable, unbelievable task to finish, to just go through it and say, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to see, I'm just going to see what it is. Just going to watch the videos for myself. It's $7. I'm just not going to yeah. buy Starbucks today. Yeah. So that's number one. And if you want to learn this information somewhere else, by all means, go and learn it somewhere else. We're not saying we're the only game in town. We're just saying, this is all we trust. The, the information that, that we can't advocate for any other videos out there on YouTube, any other gurus. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're selling. They don't have any association with me or us. And it's one of the reasons why we don't do collaborations with other gurus or companies is because I, I really don't have time to vet people. What I know is the education we have here 
has worked for a lot of people. It's exactly eating our own teaching, uh, eating our own cooking, and it may or may not work for you, but you've got to watch it first. And if not, then go to YouTube University, go to Guru Gary, go to whoever else, and at least invest a little bit of time to watch it, to see it, to see for yourself, to meet and shake somebody's hand and get an assessment and idea of who they are so you can form an opinion by yourself for yourself. Because if you can't form an opinion by yourself, if you have to have somebody else tell you what to think, entrepreneurship in no way, shape or form is going to be good for you because you can't make a decision because you can't assess a situation and and make a decision whether it's good for you or not. That is step number one. And that's what I hear you saying loud and clear. Step number two is, is that, you know, When you're going through this, you have to prepare yourself to do the work. Buying something, investing time is not the same as investing action. You do not actually know something until you apply it. You can watch it all day long. You can, you can, you can be a couch quarterback. You know, the, the, when we're watching sports, how all of us we're sitting there with our bag of potato chips and our soda pop and everything. And we, you know, we start yelling at the quarterback on the TV. I can't believe he threw that. What an idiot. What, what are you doing? We really believe in that moment that we could do better than that quarterback, that we would have made a better decision. But the truth is, is that, we're watching the game on a screen. We're not even yeah. in the arena. So there is a big difference between thinking that you know what you're doing and actually putting it into practice. It's sort of like seeing something and thinking you got it, like doing the hula hoop or whatever. You're like, yeah, I can do that. It's kind of like, hold my beer. Yeah, let me go do, oh shit, this is harder than I thought. You don't know until you do. And going back to your quote, the course doesn't work. You work. The course doesn't have arms and legs. Nothing in life works unless you work. I was told that when I was getting clean in recovery. I needed to get clean at 24 years old. And they said, you get out what you put in. Yeah. The book, the book doesn't get up and keep you clean every day. The, the, the meetings that you got to go to them, you got to work the program. You got to make phone calls. You got to not pick up no matter what all the things. I mean, these are just things that I heard for years and years and years that are drilled into my head now. And then last but not least, when it when you do start doing the work, you can do it as what you you can do it as you can go through the motions and just say, oh, I'm po- I'm posting, nothing's happening. And that's usually what is going to happen if you just go through the motions or you can run to the fear, run to the scariest thing, which is for me, it was actually telling my story, 
when I started doing this, it was about talking about my being in recovery from addiction. It was about the fact that I had been arrested for my addiction. And that was one of the reasons why I couldn't get a job. When I was 18 years old, I was arrested for possession of marijuana right as an adult. I, I had a felony right from day one, turning an adult. And, and on all job applications in Florida anyways, you have are you a felon? That's the number one question they ask like right at the top of the application. And it was incredibly difficult for me to get a job. So that's one of the reasons why I continued to use and ended up working with my father was because my addiction had all of these consequences, not only homelessness and addiction, but also problems with employment. So for me to talk about those things, why am I doing this? When I was talking about my why and I was, I was, those were the scary things for me to talk about. When I was telling my story 13, 14 years ago, when I was getting started in this business. And I can remember actually getting on a live. It was a webinar. We didn't go live on social media back then. We had to invite people onto like a go-to webinar, which is sort of like Zoom. And I can remember walking around the neighborhood before this cause, walking my dog. And I listened to this guy named Jeffrey Combs, who's a sales trainer. And he talked about his, his alcohol recovery. And I really thought this guy was a rock star and holy crap, he's talking about something so vulnerable. And that inspired me to just tell my story one day. And I did. And when I got done with it, I immediately shut the computer, you know, as soon as I got done with, I immediately shut it. I didn't even want to see what people said. I thought, oh, I really just ruined my whole future right there by letting people know my truth and who I really am. And when I came back to my computer, of course, I was promoting something at the end. I was doing that webinar for a promotional purpose. I was just telling my story and adding some edutainment into the presentation. I had made more sales than I had ever made in any single promotion. And more positive feedback. You know, people just connecting, people just saying thank you. That's that that was vulnerable. That was courageous. You know, I really identified with that. And that was my running to that scary place that you talked about, which, you know, I'm sure that finding your voice, if I was to guess, especially you talking about all the therapy that you did, goes back into your childhood you know, goes back into where you're from, right? Finding your voice now as an adult. And so over the past two years, you know, you just talked about your journey of finding your voice and what a beautiful, simple little act of, okay, this video, I'm going to record it and say what I really think. And sometimes when we're saying it, it feels like we're about to commit a crime because, you know, everything inside of us is terrified to do this. And, and because of the fact that we may have been punished or may have been shamed or may have been had consequences for speaking up in the past. We think that we're going to get those same consequences now 
when we speak up and say what's really true for us. And so it feels like we're about to say something that's going to be really offensive to people. And it's going to be really bad. And people are going to really hate us for it. And when we finally say whatever our truth is, people are just kind of like, They appreciate it. They actually connect yeah. to it. We, we actually get celebrated. And more than anything, it's not that people are clapping for a performance. People actually relate. They, they can identify. You shared a human experience. And that, tying that all into, how does that get results in marketing? Well, in 2024 right now, people are buying from people they can relate to. They're buying from people they can relate to. Companies, instead of, are, are taking a lot of their advertising budget that they spent on hired actors and commercials and giving that to social media influencers to wear their apparel, to drink their supplements on camera, on social media. Because people are buying from people that they relate to, that they have something in common with, that they feel authentically inspired by. That's how it ties into marketing. And so you end up connecting with more people, building more trust with people. And then you use that power for good to try to point them in the direction of something that's going to be helpful to them, not selling them something they don't need. This is not about manipulation. This is not about deception. This is about connection, trust, and pointing them to a solution to a problem that they have. And it's their responsibility, as we were talking about back in step one, to assess whether it's a good fit for them or not. After all, they are the ones sitting there at their home watching you. And they can tune out at any time. So we just keep speaking our truth, keep talking about our solutions. And we allow people to connect with us. And that's it in a nutshell. Sure, there's some mechanical pieces that we set up so we can collect emails and we can use systems and software to be able to follow up with people so it's easier on us. We certainly don't want to have to send somebody a DM and say, what's your phone number? I'm going to call you, right? We don't want to do that because we want to work smart, not hard. The very thing that our parents and grandparents and whoever else have been talking about for years, work smart, not hard, Sonny. Yeah, this is us working smart collecting emails, using sales funnels, using videos to do the selling and telling for us, using systems, selling other people's products, right? Joint ventures, affiliate marketing, instead of sitting down and taking clients one-on-one. -on -one, and if we don't work, we don't get paid. We package it into a course so people can watch the content. I record it once. You all watch it as many times as you want. I get paid over and over and over again. That's that's leverage. That's working smart, not hard in 2024. Yeah. And it's feeling worthy that we deserve this, you know, which is something that I also heard clearly in you 
talking about going to therapy. Um, as we bring this conversation in for Eleni, and I've got you know one or two more questions. Therapy has been quite an interesting topic over the past couple of days or week. I feel like I've had a couple of guests that where we've talked about this. What do you th- what do you think the role that therapy played in your business, even though you were not doing particularly therapy about business um, situations? If somebody, you know, is like feeling stuck and they know there's something deeper that they could work on or need to heal, um, what do you, what, what benefits, what role do you think that going to therapy and addressing your um, deeper rooted personal stuff, how did that benefit your business? Um, I think it goes back, Dave, to um, the part that I was saying, fighting with the limiting beliefs and um, fighting those thoughts and voices in your head and also holding yourself accountable. Because, you know, I think I, I did it for, I, I, I did it for so many years that if I'm like this, or if I don't have this, or if I am not like this, or whatever, you know, it's it's because, um, you know, uh, my dad did this, or my mom did this, or uh, I was not like this, or my childhood was not like that, or, you know, like, it's like, you know, I come from here, or, you know, I didn't have that. And it's, and, and for me, it was, it was, it's part of like, holding yourself accountable, like, okay, I understand whatever your childhood was and whatever happened and whatever was the issue and however was it, like bring it to the surface one time, put it in front of your face, deal with it and grow up and deal with it for once and put it behind you and don't let it define you and your future. Like we all had, we all had something and I still have, you know, I still hear it from, you know, from friends that they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I was like this, or my mom did that, or I'm like this because my parents were like that, or I'm like this because I was raised like that, or I'm like this because I wasn't raised like that, or I didn't have that. And, and you know, and, and I think what you learn is like, okay, that's, that's good, but you're an adult now, mm. and you are responsible for whatever you have and whoever you are and wherever you are, you are the only person responsible for that. And it, it, it is a big moment for me that I realized that, okay, I have to hold myself accountable. Whatever is happening to me, it's, it's, you know, it's like life is not happening to me. Life is happening for me. And, mm. and the thing is that nobody is responsible but myself. Like nobody is responsible but myself. I remember the very first day I landed in the U.S. Uh, it was at San Francisco airport. And I looked at, you know, San Francisco airport is huge. And I just looked around and I told myself, Mitra, you landed on the land of opportunities. It's up to you. 
and you know soon after i realized that you know for me at least in the beginning it was a it was more like a land of a slavery because i was doing a lot of like you know like bottom line jobs and you know it was like working for nothing and all that kind of stuff but i learned to stop saying it's it's not it's it's nobody's fault whatever you are however you are wherever you are in your life you are the only person responsible and if you are not happy with it then get up and change it yeah instead of sitting and pointing at something or someone and it's it was the when you were talking about the it it reminded me of that because i had this when you were talking about oh they didn't respond it must be an scam um it actually um reminded me of this conversation i had with this lady and she was like oh my um you know advisor abandoned me and i was like well that's really interesting because almost after over a year and a half i'm still in touch with my advisor but the only reason is because i pursued that relationship and huge huge shout out to darren like he was the very you know like the very first call i had with him in june of 2020 uh like i had a list of this long questions and he answered all of them and since then every time i emailed him he got back to me and even when i hadn't launched my business i emailed him he got back to me even if he didn't answer he went and he got the answer and he got back to me he answered my my question even when I was having a bad day and I was like, Darren, I don't think I can do this. And he was like, don't you dare quit Mitra now. Like, you, you know, you got this. And, and it's like, you know, it's, it's like, I feel like it's just all the time people want to sit and everything want to be served to them on a silver platter. Like, you know, like, um, here, let me just email you with your answers. You don't even have to ask the question. I will answer, I will answer it for you. You know what I mean? Like everything, like it's like, if you wanted to keep in touch with your advisor, first of all, you know, there's nothing, nothing is free in life. Like there's a difference if you pay for a service and get what you paid for and, and get something that you didn't pay for. Like there is a difference here. Let's, let's be honest here. I mean, and and the other thing is like you know it's everything with life to take responsibility hold yourself accountable and that was what i mainly learned in my therapy and because of that i could apply it in my business when i was not getting the results for example that you know i wanted or i was having bad days or whatever was going on instead of like holding and pointing at something and you know it's like no everything that is happening it's it's me i have to fix it i'm responsible and i'm in charge and it takes time i think even that takes practice because especially if your whole life you were always one of those people that you're pointing at something and someone you ha that's like a habit so you have to stop that habit you have to quit it you have to quit it and you have to say no i'm not going to say that anymore I'm going to hold myself accountable and yeah. nobody is responsible but me. 
Yeah, I'm going to take, yeah. I'm going to, even if that was modeled for you, uh, which most of us, we didn't learn that behavior or that mindset on our own. We learn that from somebody that was modeled for us and the pointing, the finger, the victim mentality uh, is something that was modeled for us and was likely something that became part of our personality when we were very young um, because we heard our parents or people around us talking like that, which is how most people talk. Um, it, 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 you know, and that's, that's, a, that's a broad brush stroke that I'm making there, but it, people bond with each other through complaining, through being, feeling yeah. like victims. It's a bonding <laughs> thing with human beings. It's not that oh, we're bad people. It's not that anybody's a bad person. It's just that it's easier to bond with somebody through struggle than it is mm -hmm. through, um, you know, being very positive and finding solutions uh, because solutions take work and you don't have them right now, whereas struggle and, and hardship is usually right in front of you. And so it's easy to bond over that. And uh, all cultures are, are, uh, have their own, it doesn't matter where you grew up in the world. There's not any particular culture that's just wildly positive and optimistic. You know, it's, it's, um, and it's, it's worse in some areas because there is more hardship in certain areas, but I'll tell you, uh, our, our immigrants, the people that I've interviewed on this show who have lived in other places, parts of the world that have come here do have an edge because, you know, although you may have had to take the the bottom of the barrel jobs at the at the beginning of immigrating here, you took them, you worked them, you know what it's like to come from the bottom. And um, so when you move into something like this, you're prepared to work your way up and to do the hard work, to clean the toilets, to sweep the floors, to do all of the different kind of work where if you were only born in America, that's a gift and a curse. And it's just something to be aware of, my friends. If you're born in America, you may have an attitude of entitlement. You may not. It's, it's good to be aware that hard work might be offensive to you a little bit, right? Because, you know, we have it good in this country. It's the greatest country in the world in terms of the opportunity that is there for you. And it's one of the reasons why Mitra lives here is because of all the opportunity, right? And, and as much as I'm sure you love your homeland, America is your home. And, um, and so here we are. Uh, what, what, are my, what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses? Well, we need to know those in order to be a whole person and to, and to give ourselves the best chance to succeed. And so, um, you know, it, we may need to work a little bit harder on our mindset when things get difficult. Be aware that I have a tendency to start things and not finish them. Uh, I, have a I have a tendency to have unrealistic expectations when I start something. Uh, and I need to be really, really careful because the road of entrepreneurship is hard. It comes with many challenges. And uh, although those challenges are hard, the feeling of accomplishment when I overcome them is like no other. And that's the payoff. That's the reward, not just financial uh, success, but also the feeling of accomplishment, the confidence 
the self-esteem that I build. And that's been so clear in your in your story, uh, all the things that you have uh, not only accomplished from your business and financial perspective of doing this and becoming full time at it, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, yes. correct? You are now a full time digital marketer. Congratulations on that. It, we're coming up on mm-hmm. you know uh, 20 minutes past the the the, the second hour here. Uh, I could talk to you for you know another five hours. But what we'll do is we'll uh, have a follow-up episode and continue the conversation, Mitra. This has been, you know, a wildly inspirational, honest show. The value that you've dropped, the honesty that you dropped have, has been just unprecedented. Uh, it's really, really been refreshing. And it's certainly one that I'm going to recommend people go and give a listen or a re-listen to. Thank you for your time today, my friend. Stay legendary. Thank you for having me. appreciate it. All right. I'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you. All right, my friends. You can go and find Mitra over on Instagram at Mitra the Affiliate. Mitra spelled M-I-T-R-A. Mitra. Mitra the Affiliate. Spelled just like it sounds. Mitra the Affiliate over on Instagram. You can hear some of that truth. Hear some of that uh, some of that honesty, some of that wonderful life experience, some of that amazing ability to be able to articulate her experience and share it with you and also demonstrate her courage, uh, which is feels scary. And it's going to feel scary for you as well if you choose to go down this path and begin to share stories in various forms of edutainment, which the best edutainment, the best edu entertainment, the best education is always honest. It's always a look into somebody's heart and soul and mind in real life experience. And this is what I really believe. And so you can certainly see that happening in real time with Mitra and see what that looks like, feel what that looks like. And also I encourage you all to step into that scary place. Like Mitra said, run towards that fear. What's the most uncomfortable thing that I don't want to do today? Do that. Do that. And you'll speed your journey up. That was the number one thing that Mitra said. I said, what is the one thing? Because if we looked at her timeline, she took, you know, nine, 10, 11 months or something between first discovering and then launching. What did the number one thing she said? that she would have done differently, go right towards the scary thing. Do the scariest thing. Do the thing you're most afraid of. And I think that's also when I asked her about how has therapy made an impact on your business? It's doing this. What do you do in therapy? I mean, is all you're doing is talking. Why is that so scary? Because you're talking about things that you've avoided talking about most likely your whole life. And by avoiding it, 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 it continues to dominate you. Whereas when you just talk about it, a burden shared is a burden lessened. You shine light on those little cockroaches. And guess what? Those little cockroaches of fear just scatter. Maybe not totally, but for the most part. 
So run towards the thing that's scary, my friends. And remember the disclaimer of the century. The course doesn't work. It doesn't have arms and legs. You work, Mitra. All right, my friends, get out of here. Join us tomorrow for another episode, 10 a.m. Eastern time, right here. Go and check out this replay. You can listen to the audio on all the major podcast platforms. We'll strip the audio and post it. Just go to your podcast platform of choice and type in Wake Up Legendary. And you stay legendary. Get out of here. Peace.